everyone. Welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott James. This is episode 170, Backpacking the Badlands. On this episode, we talk about what it's like backpacking in the Badlands National Park. We offer trail information, some geography, info you need to know in being off the beaten path, and of course, a recap of our meet and greet with our podcast listeners. Get talking about this topic, join in on the discussion on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust trail podcast and start the conversation. Come hang out with us and be part of our community. So we had, I mean, we had the best time. Um, we're going to get right into it. We're going to re- kind of recap the, the whole meet and greet first because um, it was just so much fun. Um, if you like, you know, 50 mile per hour winds. <laughs> <laughs> we, we always said it was going to be a little windy. Um, yeah, and it was. Uh, the Badlands really did not disappoint at all as far as the wind. And it was really kind of, uh, it was really, um, I, I think it's strange the way the wind came in. Um, you know, the one night we're all sitting around, uh, which it looked like we were all in parkas and we were like above the tundra. And we're cold. And then the next night, it was just warm. But it it still stayed windy. (laughs) The windy, I mean, it was always windy. I mean, in fact, it was so windy, you got used to the wind, the noise, you know, hitting the airstream. You just got used to it. And when it it didn't, when the wind stopped for a minute, you'd be like, that's an eerie, dead quiet sound. (laughs) (laughs) There, There was one night in particular that... Those that did join us and were tenting sought solitude in the cars. <laughs> it yeah. was that windy, yeah, and that cold, and that chilly. <laughs> yeah, it it got a little it got a little cold, but uh, but we just really um, we just really want to thank everybody uh, that came out. Um, you know, Becky that drove across the country uh, to meet us, um, Amy, Alice, Jordan. Jill, we met. We met um, her husband Bob. Um, we kind of had a little mini I Royal 2019 um, uh, little reunion, and um, of course we missed Lisa. Um, but um, it, it was just so much, so much fun. And, and the cool thing, I think, uh, when you know we saw Jill and Bob is that they had um, they had gone into a KOA campground. And when they saw where we were boondocking and staying up on the wall with the um, with the view, Bob was like, oh, hell no. I'm, I'll be right back. <laughs> I'm and, joining you guys. <laughs> and the next night we see this big fifth wheel roll up and there was Bob and Jill. So thank you guys so much for for coming in. And uh, we ate a lot. Um, you know, we, we cooked a lot and we just had the best, best time. Um, and we all really got to explore uh, the Badlands in a way that I've never been able to explore it before. Um, and I think we got a really good taste of of really what that national park has to offer. And I guess the first thing we would say that what the Badlands has to offer is wildlife. And I mean a lot of wildlife. Uh, an overabundance of wildlife. So where we were camping... Uh, was just on the outskirts of the Badlands, maybe a mile 
you know, a mile point three. The Buffalo Gap Grasslands. Buffalo Gap Grasslands. That's exactly where we were. Um, And we, upon just driving in, we were beyond impressed. There were bighorn sheep just roaming the land in front of you. Uh, They were... They were right on the edge. They were going down on the buttes, going down in, coming back up. They were not fearful in any way of any humans. Um, they weren't coming up to you. They definitely kept their uh, their space. But it was so unbelievable to see them just meander in and about all of the RVs, all of the people, all of the cars. Um, and that was quite a treat one i hadn't expected yeah i think my favorite uh yeah i mean it's always cool to see wildlife come up to where you're uh, camping but i think um i was really impressed by the coyotes i really liked the coyotes it seemed like they were uh, they woke you up in the morning and right at dusk right i mean like all throughout the night yeah clockwork uh you know they would go and then you know like sometimes you know like around two three o'clock in the morning you know, at twilight, you, you'd hear them catch something yeah. and celebrate. <laughs> and you're like, oh, good, good one. Uh, or, or, oh, too bad he didn't get away, you know. But <laughs> but uh, that was kind of, I think that was probably my favorite. Even when we went backpacking up uh, to Deerhaven, um, we could hear the coyotes. And it was kind of, I think that's always kind of a special, special gig when in the backcountry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the coyotes definitely were unique uh, because they celebrated for a long time. Every time the pack must have been enormous. Um, And you could hear them just echoing in the Canyonlands for miles and miles. And at one point we actually saw the pack running uh, down below us. So it was pretty impressive to be that up close and personal with wildlife in a way that you don't always necessarily get uh, just hiking on trails, designated trails. Yeah, and we did we did um, find out something uh, this week that I didn't know that um, Ariane has adopted the buffalo or the bison as her spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> um, she kind of made that announcement. <clears throat> We're all sitting around, and Ariane goes, "You know, I think I'm going to adopt the buffalo as my spirit animal." And, and why? Why, Ariane? Why is the buffalo bison your spirit animal? Well, it's the bison, technically. I don't know that I... I don't, just because they're... <laughs> putting me on the spot. They're amazing. I mean, have, if, you've, if you've seen a bison up close, it's just, it's just truly impressive to watch them move and navigate and just exist. And I it just... They're so calm. They're so powerful. Uh, the tail wag got me. I couldn't even, I, I couldn't resist a adorable tail wag. It's like a, a dog wagging its tail with excitement, but no, it's a buffalo. Are they excited? It's a bison. Are they, are they, are they excited? Well, I don't know. Maybe Do we know that for sure? Maybe they're shaking the flies off. I don't know. <laughs> well, they are very cool dudes. I mean, they're very cool. They do move very slow. They don't much of a personality. They just kind of meander and they, i'd see i i, I but they but i think they're so i think they know they're so big that they just don't have to really do anything you know they just say yeah i am bison hear me roar they're <laughs> they're gigantic animals they're huge but we saw bison um and i i think the cool thing is was driving in and out of the park and always seeing something different um 
and uh, it and the sunsets were always different. The sunrises were kind of different. Um, you had woken up the one morning and looked, and it was a uh, fog in the valley. It was just all fog, um, which was really kind of cool to to see that. We were up at Deerhaven the night you spent at the airstream. Yeah. And um, so it's always different. I mean, you always get something a little bit different. Uh, we did get a little haze, um, you know, from the wildfires uh, that were still uh, that are still burning. Um, but we did get one heck of a night. Our last night. Uh, I mean, it. The sky put on a show. That's all I can say. <laughs> and uh, it was a. It was beautiful to see that many stars, to see the Milky Way that is that was so bright. Um, it, the sky really did put on a show. So we definitely thank the Badlands National Park for waiting until last night to give us uh, the big hurrah. The big hurrah because <laughs> it was really, really, it was really beautiful. Um, and then other than that, we just kind of like we just kind of really we went into Wall, South Dakota, to see that to get ice cream. Eh. And um, it, <laughs> to do the touristy we thing, we did the touristy thing with everybody, with all the all rejected of our, the touristy thing, and then we just rejected the touristy thing. Um, but everybody came along, all the all of our our listeners, all of our friends. Um, we all went on the wall and just kind of walked around. Um, it takes you about two minutes to drive through wall <laughs> at a slow speed. <laughs> it's not a big town. Um, but we learned the history of, uh, of wall drug and how it, uh, how it got its name and how it started. And, uh, I mean, we'd been looking at billboard signs for probably like four days, um, coming up to wall. So it was pretty, it was pretty exciting. Um, I think the, the biggest thing I got out of this trip was, um, um, our backpacking community and the people that came out and, uh, just, you know, I, 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 I'm so grateful that this podcast has introduced us to such a, a beautiful group of people um, that we met and now are friends. And um, I cannot wait to the next group. And and, and uh, we have a, a new member that came out. Jordan came out. She'd been listening to the podcast um, just recently and said, hey, I'm coming out to the Badlands. Um, so we got to meet her. And it was just really cool. I mean, it was just really, really cool. Um, to be able to hang with with everybody and to experience um, such a unique place because the Badlands is a it is it is a unique national park. Well, what do you think? Well, I think when people think of the Badlands, it, an overwhelming response that we received is there's not much to do there. Um, but I but I beg to differ. There's so much exploration in the Badlands. The Badlands are so unique in the fact that it's like desert hiking, but it's so dramatically different than anything you'll experience. And you have two ways of exploring the Badlands National Park. As a tourist, in a car, stopping at the trailhead parking, and hiking amongst the hundreds of people that are hiking alongside you. And we did do a little bit of that. And then there's a way to explore it raw. And I think that that was a goal of ours going into the Badlands is to explore the Badlands National Park as raw as we could. 
but also as safely as we could in taking our listeners with us. Uh, so we did two main exploratory hikes. Um, the very first one was our big event, the backpacking trip. It was a quick overnight. Um, and we uh, had how many? Five? Five people uh, backpacking in there. And we did a trail. If any of you have been in backpacking Badlands, it is Deer Haven. Yeah, so the one thing you have to know about the Badlands National Park is there is no permits. You don't have to request or go get a permit. It's the most unique, you know, you think National Park and you're like, okay, this this defies every law I've ever understood about, uh, you know, a national park system and a trail system. And it defies it. Well, I think that there's I think there's two thoughts with the non-permit uh, with the Badlands. One is that if you can go out in the Badlands and come back, way to go. <laughs> you have just saved us yeah. a rescue effort. Yeah, um, because I think it's it's so vast and it's so, um, you know, there, there's really either going to be full of dust or you're going to be full of mud because the Badlands really is just dirt that's that's what it is yeah all the pinnacles are mounds of dirt right so when it rains you're going to be a muddy muddy mess when it doesn't rain and it's dry in the conditions that we went it is going to be a dusty dusty experience and it's a desert so you you're not going to get tree shade you're not going to get any kind of shade and it gets it it gets hot in the valley and there's no water. And so the Badlands, backpacking in the back, backpacking in the Badlands, you know, you really have to kind of understand where you're going to go, what route you're going to do. And um, whether it's a trail system, which there are, a, there's, there's the a one, few trail systems for day hiking, but there's no real trail system for backpacking. Or if it's a GPS route. And that's essentially what we did. So when um, we did the back, when I did uh, the Badlands 10 years ago, there was no trail going to Deer Haven at all. Uh, you parked um, in a parking lot and you just went out there. Um, you ha- it was a GPS route and so you were following uh, waymarks, uh, I'm sorry, waypoints. And uh, Deer Haven's a pretty easy route to do because it's, um, it's a line of sight. Um, and so once you see Deer Haven, you just walk to, you walk to it. Um, but this time there was a trail and I was, co- I was, Really surprised at the trail, um, how clear the trail was up until the point where you get close into the valley. And then it's kind of like, then it becomes line of sight. Yeah, they're, the trails, they're not real trails, they're now washes, um, flat washes where water will run, the runoff. Mm-hmm. And so you can hike in there a little bit. Um, but then when you look at Deer Haven, Deer Haven's all line of sight. And um you know, if you do research on Deer Haven in and of itself, they have what they call a saddle. Um, when you look up to Deer Haven, you have two pinnacles to the left, and then you kind of have a saddle. And so you kind of walk up to the saddle. Um, so on our backpacking trip, we could see Deer Haven. Deer Haven was very clear, but it's then um, it's it's then kind of a game to get up there. And when I say climb up to Deer Haven. I mean, you are climbing up to Deerhaven. You're climbing in mounds of dirt. 
<laughs> so there's no footing. There's no rocks. It's dirt. And the dirt is very loose. And so there, your footing is um, incredibly... Important. <laughs> and shaky. <laughs> so... Um, the Deerhaven route is one of the more popular routes in the Badlands. I think it's probably one of the most exciting. Deerhaven is actually a water basin. Even though there's no water up there, when it does rain, it collects because it, um, part of Deerhaven is a little flatter than most. And so shrubs and trees and pine are able to grow up there. And so it literally is a green oasis in a brown desert. And so Deerhaven was a beautiful sanctuary for us because you can camp in the trees. You can set up a tent. Why would you? Because the view you have is absolutely spectacular. Um, but it's a three-mile trek. Not bad. Uh, maybe three and a half. It, some people have clocked it seven, six and a half miles. What, what difference does it make? It's probably because... If you follow the wrong trail system, <laughs> you're doing a lot of backtracking. You're going to be backtracking a little bit, um, but it's it's a pretty easy route to do. Um, uh, but you can catch you can catch that trail out of the Kanata picnic area, um, and so you just take a Kanata road um, and then find the picnic area. And there's a kiosk that says Deer Haven and a sign that says, beware of rattlesnakes. <laughs> That's when you know you're at the trail. Um, and you can park there. You have no permit. You don't have to get a parking permit. Uh, there's a little, um, there's a little box that you can sign your name. If you want to let somebody know that you're going good idea to always do, always do that. Um, and that's it. So basically when we were, um, outside the park, we drove in the park, parked when backpacking. That's how easy it is to go backpacking in the Badlands. Um, it's a phenomenal experience. And I think the reason why it's so easy without a permit is because it is so vast. It's so big and it's almost impossible to know where you are at any given time. I don't think people go far. No. And you have to follow a GPS route uh, or uh, you're going to get lost. Uh, the Badlands definitely has like an intimidation factor to it. Um, for those that are not familiar with desert hiking and the dry conditions, it doesn't how it doesn't matter how much water you bring, how many electrolyte tabs you have, you are continuously thirsty, and it feels as though you are parched and dehydrated twenty four seven when you're backpacking in it. And I think that that extreme exposure alone. Um, and then the fact that there are no real routes and all the buttes look similar to the next. And there's very few waypoints to be able to connect the dots of where you've been. And at times you sit so low in a wash or so low to the ground that it's you, you have no elevation to you have very little safe elevation to gain to be able to kind of get a true lay of the land of where you're at and where you need to go. So your your line of sight is always very, very skewed. And so that alone brings an intimidation factor. Um, you can follow GPS routes. There are several in the in the in the park. But what you do need to know is that, you know, safety is key. Uh, hydration is key. There is no water in the badlands so you are packing in all your water and 
most people, and I would say all people, go through more water than they normally do. So it's almost like you have to double the amount of water that you typically bring. And so, yeah, it's intimidating, but it's unbelievably impressive and beautiful. And so one of the things when now Scott led this group of our backpackers while I stayed with everybody's dogs and our own, um, and we had a dog party overnight. It was awesome. Uh, back overlooking the vastness of the Badlands. And when everybody returned, pure exhaustion. They were all exhausted. (laughs) Everyone was just exhausted. And you could just see that they had been, um, you know, taken over by the dust. (laughs) They all, everybody had a a very white color to them. Um, But I asked, you know, what was, what was the most amazing thing? And every single one of them said to experience it so raw. It was unbelievable. There are no words that could describe it. And it was unique to each and every one of our listeners who had decided to come with us. We had two people that had decided to cowboy camp it for the very first time. Yeah, that was kind of cool um, to see them um uh, face the fear of having badger holes or badger caves all around us um, and seeing... Well, you saw a badger. Yeah, we saw a badger. Um, and then, you know, to know that there's coyotes there because you hear them. And Very then, closely. And to see all the holes in the dirt from what dug what in there. <laughs> um, and so it was really it was really cool to see them say you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna sleep under the stars it's now or never and if i um, can do it in this environment right i can do it elsewhere and it's a pure wilderness environment you know that's the thing about the badlands it is pure wilderness and so um that was really cool uh alice cowboy camped jordan cowboy camped um but i i think the fun part of it for that trip was so when you get when you leave the canada picnic uh area you're hiking along the buttes, uh, probably for the first, oh, I'd say mile and a half. Um, and so you, you don't see anything. You're just hiking in and out of these buttes. Um, and it's completely flat, um, completely flat. And then you turn around the corner and boom, you see Deerhaven and you see it. It's line of sight. And you're like, okay, cool. And you get all up to Deerhaven. And then it it's kind of cool because... You know where you want to go. You can see the flat grassland up there, but you don't know how to get up there. (laughs) And so Amy, the cool thing about uh, Amy was kind of like so excited. She just, we just started, you know. She just started scaling. She just started scaling. And it was like, you know, uh, um, you know, hand over foot, uh, trying to negotiate the dirt and trying to get some sort of footing. And, you know, there are tributaries that come down off the deer haven that are, are deep. Um, and so a lot of times, so, um, I, I think the Badlands is a, a, a way to describe it is that, you know, this water runoff creates all of these, um, caverns in all of these ruts. And so, you know, it's very possible most of the time. And because it's dirt, you know, you might get stuck on one side of a deep, crevasse or a, a rut and you, you can't you just can't jump over because <laughs> there's nowhere to go <laughs> it's dirt and so you know we kind of started negotiating there was another backpacker who 
came came down and she goes, it, it's a dead end. I, I can't do it. And so we'll, we're like, well, let's go this way. Well, we ended up kind of on the left side of where we wanted to go. And I'd been up there before and I, I knew we were on the wrong side. Um, but Amy was having so much fun scaling and trying to discover it's, discover it's like it a self-discovery. Everyone was having a blast. <laughs> so we finally get up there. Amy's up on the, uh, this kind of taller, uh, you know, butte and, uh, she's kind of directing traffic. It was really kind of cool to see, um, Amy do that. So we all kind of like, um, kind of walked around this really sketchy part where there was no footing. And, um, and then we just kind of ducked back down we hiked up into the uh and 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 found a campsite the cool thing about uh where we had camped i'm almost positive it was almost in the same vicinity where i i camped 10 years ago right and so i was able to kind of recognize some things but we found another trail now i'm still shocked that there is a trail that goes up to the saddle um and uh, the saddle is very clear you can see it from very far away it's a gap saddle um little divot whatever you want to call it large large divot <laughs> large divot um uh, you know what it re that reminds me of the of the keyhole when i did long's peak yeah you yeah. see it and you're like oh i just have to go over there but it's like gets really big <laughs> really fast when you get up to it um and but there's a little trail that goes up there um and so we found our campsites and you know we set up camp i had the tarp uh we posted those photographs on our trusted trail uh uh, Facebook group page and um, and on Instagram too and it was windy it was really windy um, and I had to use two hiking poles to set up my tarp and uh, it took a minute <laughs> it took a minute to set the tarp up and uh, but once uh, once everyone was set up uh, we cooked and we just it was just absolutely absolutely beautiful and we had a great night it was mild weather the wind stopped um and we just had a beautiful sun morning uh wake-up call and then once we had found the other side of the trail uh we went uh, from where we were looking down um into the badlands and so we went and then it was just all really hiking on game trail that the goats use yeah. or their sheep use and um you know we just hiked down there and we realized oh my god this is so much steeper than what we had done before um but it was easier and so we just kind of scooted down there and um it was just we had it was such a great time it was it was so much fun yeah i i was not on the trip but i i full-heartedly can see the excitement in everybody's face and all the stories and they just could not stop talking about just how amazing of an experience uh, getting to getting to just kind of exist within the Badlands is. Uh, we took a secondary exploratory trip, um, not on the agenda. Uh, the Badlands has an open hike policy, and so you can technically go anywhere in the Badlands that you can. Uh, you can go off trail, which is very unique. And Especially when there's not really a trail. <laughs> that's why you, you get to go. That's why you can go trail. off trail. <laughs> it's because there is no trail to provide you with. Therefore, you can hike wherever you want. Um, uh, so on our very last day in the Badlands, uh, we took a late evening 
adventure down into the depths. Uh, we dropped down into the buttes of right above where we were camping. Um, and we wanted to experience it raw. We wanted a different perspective to be able to see where we were camping, but down from below where all the coyotes roam. And that was so impressive because while it was no backpacking trip into the Badlands, it was just a simple day hike. It was so unbelievably amazing. The perspective of the Badlands is very unique. You have a desert that is so vast and so large. And as you're standing on top of the grasslands looking into this like enormously deep, um, it's not really a gorge, but uh, the, 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 the prairies, valley. the valleys, uh, you're standing on top and it feels as though it's going to take forever to get from point A to point B if you were to be the one down there. But really, it it doesn't. And the, the, the perspective is almost like a telescope, um, whichever way you're looking at it. Uh, so we took an exploratory two-hour hike into, into the Badlands. And one of my favorite moments were we walked in a wash because we figured we could see where the wash would end up. And we knew if we could follow the wash that we would be fine. And it, and it beat, it beat walking in the, in the grass prairie lands with all the cacti and the snake and the rattlesnakes. And so we decided to walk in the wash and it was an amazing experience because these washes, they get deep uh, in, at times they are higher than you are. And so you're in this narrow muddy tunnel and you can't see anything else around you but the curve up ahead and wash walking in these washes is a unique experience in itself because it's a mixture of what felt like quicksand (laughs) um mud that looked solid but you would you could see that it was moist and you would just sink in and so many times we just went running through it as fast as we can thinking if we can run fast enough we'll walk we'll run over over the mud um there were times we had to pull ourselves up out of the enormous wash uh just to be able to cross back over because the mud was so deep we couldn't access it but the bone fragments alone, the unique finds um, of what you could discover in the walls of the wash were just so impressive. We found we found two really large bone fragment pieces that looked like they had been there for a very long time. They were really inset. One was a hip joint and another was, uh, you know, a chest carcass. And it was amazing to see life happening in front of you and and just kind of how it unfolds and where it ends up and how it all comes to be and that was that was an amazing experience yeah um and then you know looking down at you guys you know just (laughs) way down in the prairie and i think that's one of the cool things about the badlands is that you know it's really a uh it's you know in, in some aspects it's it's desert dirt mud dryness and another sense you have these beautiful grasslands um you know that the buffalo are grazing in and it's all a balance um and when it rains in the badlands and they get snow uh it it it's a muddy it's a muddy mess um i think the best time to go in the badlands is spring or fall and i think our uh 
um, I think last the last time I went, um, it was in October. Man, that's really the best time to see it. Um, otherwise, you know, you're going to scorch yourself in the desert sun. <laughs> right. And there's no protection out there. You are in sun uh, all the time. And so if it's sunny, uh, and they get a, some really, really massive thunderstorms in the summertime. Right. Uh, so I think the best time to go would probably be uh, spring or fall. To me, the best time is to do the fall. Uh, that's when you're going to get, the I, I think, the best weather. I mean, it's a little bit drier conditions, and you're not going to come back just caked, <laughs> caked with mud. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think that that's the best. Um, again, uh, you know, the Badlands is a very unique opportunity. There's no other place I know where you can hike in in the prairie, and and it's not that uncommon to see a pack of coyotes run. You know, a, you know, not close to you, but you know, like you can see them running. You can see wildlife in the prairie as it should be, as it's, as it's been for thousands of years. It's really, it's very, very cool to to be able to witness that and to see that. Um, and the Badlands is a very clean place. You know, you don't see litter, you don't see any kind of garbage. It's uh, people respect it uh, very much, um, and I think that's one of the reasons why. Uh, you can still go in there without a permit. Um, there uh, is another trail that is new um, that can take you into the east side of Deer Haven. Uh, it's a little bit longer. I think it's five miles. And then, of course, you've got the Kanata Picnic area, which is a three-and-a-half-mile um, shot to Deer Haven. So um, I believe I've got that article um, written on com. So if you guys want to go check that article out in the... Uh, backpacking in the Badlands, um, that is, that's up there. So we had a blast. It was, it was so much fun. Uh, just really, just really thank everybody that came out. Uh, new people. We um, saw some of our old friends. We saw our old 2019 IRL trip friends. Um, everybody brought water. Uh, you know, we, we did find a new friend though. We didn't meet a new person. That's the mouse that's been living in our airstream now <laughs> for a week that we haven't been able to get out. <laughs> Thanks Alice for giving him back to yeah, us. Yeah. Yeah. He kept on switching between Alice and ours. He decided ours. Um, he's still around. He's still around. We haven't been able to shake him yet. I think, I think war's about to happen now. We've been pretty pretty nice with that guy but he got into our tortillas today and that's war now you know i don't care if you get into other stuff when you get in the tortillas game over um, that is gonna be that is gonna be game over so um last week we weren't able to get the podcast out uh we really apologize for that and we we hate when we miss a week uh or an episode um we had so many things going on and plus it was almost impossible to record a podcast in an airstream with 40 mile per hour wind gusts. Everything was rocking. It was loud. Um, and so we decided, you know, to, to do a little bit better and, and get our thoughts together. Uh, it was pretty chaotic um, all the time. Um, and uh, so we, we definitely apologize uh, for that. Um, we, will, we will do better. We're on the road now. We are recording this at Custer State 
Park in South Dakota, where we've even seen more wildlife. <laughs> uh, it's been it's been we were delayed. Uh, we were trying to record this podcast and we had about two hour delay in recording it because the pack of big horn sheep were lingering around our campsite um, and it was quite impressive to to witness and experience. By the way, there's a lot of good gear deals out there right now, you guys. So if you go to the backpackerstore.com, check out a lot of gear that's on sale. Just go to the backpackerstore.com, use the search. The power is in the search. So if you're looking for a particular piece of gear, you do a search. And all of the gear companies that carry that piece of gear, you can compare prices and see which one is best for you. That's the backpackerstore.com. You guys, thank you so much for listening. We really, uh, really appreciate everybody that listens to our podcast. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to show some love, you can go to trustthetrailpodcast.com. Click on our merch link where we have partnered with Teespring and have created Trust the Trail Store. We have coffee cups, t-shirts, hoodies, which we saw a Trust the Trail hoodie this week, didn't we? Oh, yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> um, always very, it's always really cool to see um, uh, I don't know. It was, it was very cool. I'm like, oh my god, that says trust the trail. I didn't even notice it at first either. <laughs> it was very, 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 very cool. Um, also make sure you go to trustthetrailpodcast.com and sign up for specific emails about trips, meetups, and events. We send the new newsletters out every first and fifteenth of the month. So, uh, and according uh, with our newsletter. Um, we do a lot of podcast stuff, but we also do a little bit of our Airstream life and our Nomadic Idea life because we have a lot of people that have signed up uh, for that. Um, so we kind of go back and forth, um, but we'll always have meetups. We, we write a lot of blog posts on both um, sites, so make sure you sign up for that, um, that email. Um, huge, huge, huge shout outs um, to our amazing Facebook members, a great pictures lately of people going out hiking and backpacking um sometimes we can't get to it right away only because we don't have internet <laughs> this week is one of them i have to actually drive three miles to upload this podcast <laughs> so we have no internet right now as we record this so just be patient with us we read every single post every we look at everything that you guys do on our facebook uh page also our patrons we could not be doing this podcast uh, without you, um, and thank you so much for your support, Kim Caverman, uh, Brother Bear, Jill Lane, Jill. Thank you so much for coming out to the Badlands. EJ Newell, Becky Wenger, Helene Pri uh, Prophet, Ted Jones, Bob Esser, Kathy Kinnison, Jeff Nyman, Danny Bowen, Jack Masters, Amy Tappendorf, Lisa Pruitt, Mike Pellet, Brad Wolf, Suzanne Johnson, Gary Busia, John Phillips, Shirley Nutt, Rick Hornick, and our newest patrons, Jessica Wolfen. Ethan Corona and Jordan. Jordan, thank you so much for being a patron. We really appreciate it. Um, for people that listen that don't know what the heck Patreon is, Patreon is a secure website, secure platform that lets you support your favorite podcast. All you have to do is create an account, go to Trust the Trail Podcast, and as low as two dollars a month, get special benefits for exclusive content. Read how Scott is driving all around Custer State Park looking for bandwidth. <laughs> <laughs> to try to make sure our podcast gets uploaded um so anyway you guys thank you so much uh for listening our podcasts are always available on iHeartRadio, apple podcast spotify soon to be amazon we're still waiting for that 
Um, and any of your other favorite podcatchers, you can catch Trust the Trail on Instagram, where we posted a bunch of photographs and every place that we travel to and do our recorder podcast and also our Facebook page. So you guys remember, the trail does give you everything that you're looking for. So trust the trail, you guys. Bye. Bye.